Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying your summer with your families and you have your summer schedule all kind of figured out and it's flowing and it's awesome and it's fun and it's exciting and you're still getting all your work done. Just as a reminder, the summer episodes are scheduled every other week for the rest of summer. There might be times where I throw in an extra episode if I find a lot of people are asking questions about something or struggling with something, but for the most part, I am planning on every other week. I think this is great, first of all, for my schedule because I'm able to slow down a little bit and not have to record every single week during the summer, but it also allows you catch-up time. So if you go on vacation with your family or if you take a week off or it's a holiday, you aren't super far behind with the podcast episodes. So I'm super excited about that. So today I want to talk about something that has come up a lot and it's something I think I do cover in a lot of different ways, but we're going to do it again because clearly this is still something that a lot of people are struggling with and that is working when you don't feel like you have the emotional capacity planning out your marketing or planning out your next big launch or coming up with something new or coming up with something exciting. When we don't have the emotional capacity, that feels really, really hard. And I've had recent episodes about working through hard times, like with sabotage and working when you have anxiety, but also working when you don't have motivation or working when you don't feel like you have the emotional capacity. These are all different things that block us from success. So I love that this is kind of becoming a series of like how to work through all the different sabotages that we have, whether it's physical sabotage, whether it's mental sabotage, whether it's emotional sabotage, etc. So this might sound familiar, but again, we continue to struggle with this. And even I do, knowing these tools and knowing these things, have to remind myself of the things I'm going to talk about today. So the first thing I want to talk about is that it's normal, it is very normal to not feel motivated 100% of the time. So a lot of us think, I'm just not motivated, I never get things done, I just, I'm not like motivated like you, I'm not like that doesn't fire me up like you and I'm not disciplined like you, blah, blah, blah. All these things, they always come at me and say, you know, I can't do it because I'm X, Y, Z, not like you. And the funny thing is I have the same cycles as you, like literally the same exact things. I have PMDD. I've talked about that a lot on here. So for two weeks of every single month, I feel crappy. I feel bleh. I feel like the world is against me. I have all those limiting beliefs come up. I don't feel motivated. I want to lay in the couch. I don't want to work. Like there are times every single month where I don't want to work, but I'm still creating a half a million dollar business because I don't rely on when I'm motivated to work. I made a list of nine things that we can do to help us work when we feel like we don't have the emotional capacity to work. So the first one is to work ahead. We can't rely on like real-time posting or real-time action steps because we don't know what our weeks will bring, right? So if we're always working ahead, then that leaves time for us to get behind or to, you know, have a couple days to catch up or whatever it is. So for example, when I go on a vacation, I know that the week before I need to do double the amounts of work or I'll come back to double the amounts of work. So either way, I'm going to be doing double the amounts of work. So I might as well do it ahead and then I don't need to come back and rely on feeling like 
pumped up after a vacation because after a vacation, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'd rather do more work ahead of time than more work after because I know how I'm feeling now, but I don't know how I'm feeling in two weeks. So I like to work ahead on everything. Work ahead before I take maternity leave. Work ahead before I go on vacation. Work ahead before summer. For me, for summer, I do know I have a babysitter. I do know I have work hours, but I'm still trying to record as many episodes as I can before summer because I don't know what summer is going to look like. And I don't know if I'm going to want to record podcast episode, if I'm going to be in the right mindset, if I'm going to have the right like headspace to pump out content and inspiration because my kids are all home. It's fun. It's summer. It's like neighbors texting, hey, do you want to do this? Or a friend's texting, hey, do you want to go to this? Or hey, let's go camping. Or all these spontaneous things come up, right? That aren't normal for like the, the school year. So while my kids are in st- still in school, I'm going to work ahead. I'm going to get as much done as I can. Now, when summer comes and I have my babysitting hours and we're not doing something, I'm going to work ahead for fall. So I'm always working ahead and staying ahead of my schedule so that it leaves time that if I do want to take a break in the summer, I can. And if I do like get to a Monday and I'm like, I really don't want to do this today, I can push it to Tuesday and I can work on something else on Monday where I'm in the right headspace. So the first most important thing is to work ahead. Don't rely on real time. Like, do it right now. I always use this, use this example as photographers. So say you have a deadline for a wedding in two weeks or in six weeks or whatever it is. Most photographers, when they have their deadline in six weeks, they're doing it the day before. They're staying up all night to get their deadline. But did you know it takes you the same amount of time whether you do it the day after the wedding or the day before it's due? So you might as well call and edit when you're still excited about it the day after and get ahead of yourself. So then you have weeks like, oh, I didn't finish it all today. So I'm going to work on it the next day and the next day instead of saving it till the end, procrastinating, and then it's more rushed. You feel kind of resentful because you have to do it. You don't get like extra space or time. Like you have to push through even if you don't want to. And so that's what working ahead does. It helps you get ahead of things and not procrastinate and do things when you have more time. And then if it slips out, like maybe you didn't finish it the first day, but now you have two or three or four days versus when you do it last minute and you have to get it done that day. Same with when I'm planning a speaking presentation. My husband, for example, anytime he has to do a presentation for work, he is messaging me. This last time it was like 11 p.m. His presentation was the next morning and I'm like trying to go to sleep and he's like, I don't know how to make a PowerPoint. I'm like, okay, if you would have messaged me a week ago, I could have had this done for you. Now it's just going to be what it is and we're going to just get it out there quickly. It takes the same amount of time. So whether we do it ahead or last minute, it just changes how it feels. If we do it ahead of time, then it's cleared off our schedule. We have more time to like have the inspiration come in for other things and creativity. If we leave it for last minute, then it's like on our schedule. It's, you know, in the back of our mind constantly like, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do this. Then if a different project comes up, I can't do that because I have to think about the thing that's in the back of my head. So we need to work ahead. We also need to normalize that it's okay that we're not motivated all the time and it's okay to feel unmotivated. It's okay to feel bleh. It's okay to still get crap done when you feel like crap. Like you can still do stuff when you feel like crap. Just do it ahead of time instead of last minute so that you can just take your time and give yourself space. Okay, so that's the first thing. Number two, if you don't have the emotional capacity to get ahead, like I'm talking about, then you need to consider that maybe you're doing too much. Too much in your life, too much in your business. You've maybe taken on too much of a workload. 
So figure out why you're stuck. Figure out what is holding you back and what you can let go of. You can journal it out, black journal for 15 minutes straight and see where it leads you. You can brain dump. You can just explore that. Explore like, what am I doing? Do I love what I'm doing? Am I doing this because I should do it or because I want to do it? What kind of things can I give up? What kind of things are on my schedule right now that I'm doing that I don't need to be doing? Okay, so we need to journal this and we need to figure out, have I taken on too much? Because if you can't work ahead and get ahead of your life, then you're doing too much work. You have to leave yourself space. You can't have so much work that you don't have time to wiggle things around or to to leave things open for inspiration to come or for, um, you know, like life to happen. Because life is going to happen, as we've heard in lots of recent episodes. Life is going to happen. So we have to give ourselves the space and the ability to let life happen. So if you are like, boom, 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 I have no time to move this around. My schedule is packed. I don't have any emotional capacity left to add any last thing onto this schedule. Then it's time to let go of some things. And that will lead me to number three, which is outsource. You don't have to completely quit everything. You can have somebody else do those things. Recently, I had to let go of doing photography over the summer. And yes, I still have some things here and there. But my scheduled photography clients that I was shooting every Wednesday, I had to let go of because life is going to happen over the summer. We're closing on our townhome. My husband's going to Europe. My husband's going to Denver. He's going to be gone most of June. July is my birthday and my favorite month and 4th of July and the 24th of July in Utah. Super awesome. And then August is back to school and probably a vacation to Washington and like all these things that are just like a lot. And so when I looked at my summer schedule, I was like, okay, I can't do shoots this summer. I'm at max capacity with my coaching business, with my podcast, with helping my team get all of their stuff organized. Like it's a lot of back and forth between us models and what the brand wants and how to shoot this and how to prep this and who's prepping this and who's shooting this. Like that's a lot of work in and of itself. I'm running a whole photography business and there's five photographers that are shooting different things and I have to know their schedules and I have to know all this stuff. So that's a whole thing. And then I have children and then I want to have a life and I want to have summer and then the townhome and just so many things, right? There's so many things. And so I was like, I don't have the emotional capacity right now to take on shoots over the summer. Okay. So I, I realized I was doing too much and I was doing things I didn't need to do. And so that led me to number three, which is outsource. What can I outsource? Okay. I can't outsource the townhome right now. Like obviously we have a management company, but like building the furniture and setting it up and all that, like that's on me. That And it's something I'm excited about too. You know, like we just bought an Airbnb in Bear Lake. I want to be the one doing that. Like I don't want to outsource that. I mean, I'm going to outsource building the bunk beds to my husband, but like I want to be there setting it up and making it cute. Like this is our dream. I want to be there. I want to be there with my kids. I want to be there on the holidays. I want to be there when my husband's out of town so that, you know, my kids are with one of us, you know, and I want to be there for my coaching girls. I just started June coaching and I want to be there. I want to be available for their Voxer chats and their the pep talks and all the things that come with that. I want to be there for the podcast. You know, these are the things I want to be there for. And I love photography. Obviously, I've been doing a photography for over a decade and I love being creative and I love being in the studio and I love that. But right now, I know that's something that I can let go of. So I am literally a photographer that's outsourcing the photography. If I can be a full-time photographer and outsource the photography, then you can do whatever you do and outsource whatever you want, okay? 
So think of where your time is best spent. My time best bet right now in this moment, in this month is with my family, with my townhome, with my coaching girls. It's not best bet in the studio right now because I have five amazing photographers that can do just as good of a job as me and serve those clients and give them, you know, their full attention and their full emotional capacity. Like they are here to do that. You know, that's their job right now. Their job is photography. That's their only job. And so why am I taking on this when I have 20 different jobs? When somebody who can just focus on photography and client experience can give them a way better job than me. So how much could you get done if you let go of some of the stuff that's on your list? Because I'm letting go of a lot of my photography jobs, my team has a lot more photography jobs. So one of my teammates, in order to be able to take on more of jobs, hired someone to come into her house one day a week and help with household tasks, folding laundry, playing with the kids, picking up. So now she can add on a whole nother studio day and make more money while the things that she was doing on that day are still getting done. So she's able to make a lot more money and pay a little bit of money to help have someone. But overall, she's coming out way ahead because she's letting go of this stuff that doesn't have to be heard that still needs to get done. And she's focusing on where her time is best spent. And I'm focusing on where my time is best spent, which is getting the Airbnb be rentable and helping my coaching girls. And I'm still able to like even outsourcing a lot of these things where, you know, they're my money makers. I'm able to replace that with things that are also my money makers, you know? And so we need to make sure we're letting go of things so that we can bring on more of what we actually love to do. My mission is to empower women in their roles as business owners and mothers so that they can feel like they're running an amazing business without sacrificing family life and without feeling that mom guilt. And that's why I created this little workbook that is going to walk you through a few very basic, simple steps to find peace, joy, and fulfillment in your life as a mompreneur. There's a link below where you can sign up to get the guilt-free mompreneur mini workbook and start using affirmations, a cute little schedule, and a gratitude journal to start living your guilt-free mompreneur life right away. Number four is if you're feeling like so stressed out and overwhelmed and your emotional capacity is just like, I can't add any more to my life. I'm just not even able to do what I'm doing. Consider lowering your goal to match what you have the capacity for. I don't always set the same or bigger goals, like from month to month. I don't always like, okay, I hit 10,000 this month. The next month I'm going to do 15. Next month I'm going to do 20 and then 25. I'm not always raising my goals. I'm adjusting my goals based on the season. So in the summer, my goal lowers because I don't have the emotional capacity to take on as much as I do during the fall or during the winter. It's okay to make your goals more attainable when you're feeling overwhelmed. I have someone that I'm working with that set a really high goal and she kept being disappointed that she wasn't hitting it, wasn't hitting it. But we looked at her life and I'm like, okay, look at your life. Where would you be able to fit any more into this schedule? You can't. Like you don't have the time. You don't have the capacity until things get slower here in this area of your life, you I don't think this goal is a good match. Like it's not a vibrational match for where you're at. So you have to kind of clean up everything going on at home or in your life first before you're able to set those big goals. Like you can't just set a big goal and expect it to happen if everything's in chaos, right? But when you start outsourcing and figuring out what you can let go of and working ahead, then you're going to increase your capacity and then you can set bigger goals. So make sure that your goals are 
a match for where you're at. They need to be a vibrational match. Like if you're feeling super overwhelmed and super anxious and super crazy, then you're not going to be able to hit that highest goal you've ever set. But if you can feel grounded and like delegate and at peace and have systems and have boundaries, you're going to have a much better success rate in hitting those higher goals. So where are things kind of out of order? Where can you kind of fix those areas first so that you have the capacity to reach for more? Number five, that brings me right into decluttering. I feel like the biggest thing for me is if if I want to like bring in abundance or raise my goal and bring in more, bring like bring on more clients or bring on more coaching or bring on a team member, I need to clean out my life. Not just like my closets and my drawers, although that's very helpful. Like when you clean out the bathroom, the top bathroom drawer and you just feel like, like every morning you just feel better getting ready or you clean out the kitchen drawers and you're like, oh, I just want to bake something. You know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm here for this. We need to clean out all the areas of our life, our physical spaces, our digital spaces, our relationships. Where do we need to set boundaries? Where do we need to let go of some relationships or, or let go of some emotion around some relationships and just let them be neutral? Where do we need to fix our relationship with ourself, our health? Maybe it's our health. Where can we declutter our calendars and our commitments? When we let go of all the stuff that I was talking about earlier that's just like dragging us down, it frees up so much energetic space for us to bring on more, more of what we want, more of what we're passionate about, more of what excites us. Number six, get an accountability partner or partners. This has worked really, really well for my group coaching people and my main marketing challenge people. Having the accountability aspect of someone I'm checking into every day it pushes you to do it even when you don't want to do it. And I think that's huge because the reality is most of us really don't want to do the things that we do every day. It's not like we get up and we're like, I want to do this. I want to record three podcasts. It's like, it's more of like, I have to, um, I get to, you know, stuff like that. But it's not like I'm super motivated. I'm going to jump out of bed and do it every day. Like sometimes it's like dragging my feet. It's like, it's on my counter. So I know I'm going to do it, but I don't necessarily like want to. But if I tell somebody, at 7 a.m. every morning, I get on my call and I tell somebody what I'm going to do that day, I'm more likely to do it. So this morning, I got on and I said, I'm going to record three things today. And so on Monday, because this is a Friday, on Monday, I'm going to call back and be like, I did my three things. Now today, I'm going to do this. So when you have an accountability like check-in or partner or partners, and you're telling them what you're doing, even when you're not motivated, you're more motivated to do it. It like adds motivation because you've already told someone what you're going to do and now it feels like you have to do it, right? Okay, number seven, use systems. Use systems so that you don't have to constantly use your brain and use your motivation to push your business forward. Systems like Planoly, systems like time blocking, systems like CRMs, like HoneyBook or different apps, okay? And I've talked about lots of these different apps and if you want me to go in on each of these apps, please let me know which ones would be most beneficial for you. But Planoly, for example, is a way that I can plan out my marketing two weeks in advance. So I know my bare minimum is I want to post three times a week. So every Sunday, I look up my Planoly and make sure there's at least six posts scheduled for the next two weeks. So I have three for this week, three for next week, every single week. That way life can happen and I know that things are scheduled out and things will get posted even if I don't have time to post in real time or to make that real that I wanted or whatever comes up, right? The system of time blocking. A couple episodes back, I gave my whole system on time blocking. 
you can take your to-do list and put it directly into your calendar. Like this morning, for example, I have from 9 to 10, I'm recording this podcast. From 10 to 11, I'm doing a live in the marketing challenge. From 11 to 12, I'm recording the onboarding class for the next group coaching. And I put my to-do list into my calendar, which is a system I use to make sure the things that are on my list actually get done. Okay, so use systems. There are big, huge tools. And if you don't have any systems, I highly, highly recommend you get on my list for the next group coaching or my one-on-one coaching immediately because systems are going to be what's going to help you free up your time and be able to have room to scale and grow your business. Until you have systems, it's going to be really hard to scale your business because you're going to be burnt out and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to have more time to bring on more people. Okay, number eight, change it up. If you're feeling really unmotivated and just like, I do not want to do this, what can you do different? Can you add a new service? Can you add a new product? Can you add new equipment that's exciting and fun to use? Add something that excites you. Move, like do something a little bit different so that you can get that kind of like excitement and passion back in your business. Every time in the photography world, I get a new piece of gear or camera or a lens, I'm like re-excited to go out and take pictures. Every time I get a new prop or a new backdrop stand in the studio, I'm excited to take pictures. So if you're feeling like just stagnant and like bleh, add something. It doesn't have to be super expensive. I just bought like a $50 chair that's so cute for the studio and everyone on our team is so excited to shoot this week because they get to use this cute chair. So change it up, be excited, add something new, add a new product, add a new service, add new equipment, but just stop staying in the same place. And number nine, take a break. When you're working through not having emotional capacity, it's really hard. It's really hard to feel unmotivated and bleh and just like, I can't add one more thing. It's okay to take a little break. Get a hotel by yourself, a cheap hotel for a night. Like it's amazing, guys. It's amazing. Or go get a pedicure or go on a walk by yourself or take a bath or go somewhere where you can just think, feel and breathe. Don't go out with a bunch of friends. I mean, this is a different thing. You can do that and I want you to do that. That's exciting. That's fun. But we also need space for ourselves. And I think a lot of times we're good at maybe every once in a while going out with our friends or having a play group or, um, you know, talking to someone on the phone or something like that, right? But we're not good at like being by ourselves. And I find the most clarity in my life when I take a break completely by myself and just like me, my computer or me and my podcast, or me, and whatever, away from everyone. And it's amazing. It really just brings back a lot more, like, clarity, control, power back into your life. So, this is what I recommend. If you're feeling like, I just, I don't know how to keep going. Life is hard. Life is busy. Life is crazy. There's obviously the episode on working through sabotage, and working through anxiety, and there's how to work when you're feeling unmotivated. But this episode, I think, kind of pulls it all together. Like we've got to let go of some things. We've got to work ahead. We've got to outsource things. We have to declutter our lives. We have to find some accountability. We have to use systems. We need to change it up and find things that excite us again and take a break and be with ourselves. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review below. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a DM or send me an email. I love getting responses from you on these episodes if they really help you. Um, just push forward in your business. And I know that's what this is all about, right? Is pushing forward because being a mom and being a business owner is hard. 
Being a woman and being a business owner is hard. I mean, being a man is too, but I'm speaking to you women. It's hard. We have cycles. We're not just the same all month long, right? We have these emotional cycles that we get into and we have, you know, our kids getting sick and we have hard things happen and things with friends and things with family. And we have these things come up and it's hard to just push through that. We don't need to push through it. There's ways and tools that we can use to be able to work even when we don't feel like we have the emotional capacity. These are the things that I use to get through finding out my parents were divorcing in the middle of 15 shoots in a week and finding out my sister had a brain tumor thing in the middle of my busiest season fall when I was speaking at a conference. This is what I use when my grandma died right in the middle of the next fall. Like these these are things that I'm using in real life all the time to push through. And it seems like maybe that I just push through and I'm not feeling and it's like, oh, the, like how is that so easy? It, what It's not easy. I don't have a huge emotional capacity during those times. I actually get really burnt out during grief. Like I, and I think everybody does, but like I really, really, really just like shut down. But I know my business needs to move forward. And, and through a lot of that, I was the breadwinner. So it had to move forward, right? And for some people, you maybe have the luxury to take some time off, but I challenge you to push through that cycle because life is going to keep happening. And when we can learn to push through and work ahead and let go of what we can't control and focus on what we can, we can still have thriving businesses even when life is hard. So I hope that helps. Have a great summer. I hope you guys are enjoying it and just having the best time with your families and still working and still having so much fun. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie M Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag KylieMentorsMoms.